five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Off. We, we, we have a Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 12, count them, 12 of the Holy Half Hour. With me as again and always is my good friend Kieran. You're back Kieran, hello. Michael, 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 I'm very <laughs> upset with you. How dare you record an excellent award winning episode in with your wife in my absence that's true we did receive a lot of awards for uh, <laughs> so I heard. for best first time wife and husband recording duo who are recording a christian entertainment episode for a stand-in episode award you've also won the kieran award for podcasts <laughs> with the most mentions of kieran <laughs> you've even beat the podcast that i'm in <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well, I, was, I think there was four or five <laughs> mentions of me which was i enjoyed so thank you i was saying to my wife you know just you know this is our moment stop mentioning kieran so much you know but she just uh she just kept insisting and bringing bringing old kieran into it you know um, but quite right thank you michael's wife <laughs> well it's great to have you back kieran how are you doing it's good to be back my friend i'm doing pretty good how about you I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, very well indeed. Well, I mean, we've got so much to do to have fun with and just enjoy this this episode. We've got some games, we're having a good conversation, and we do have, now that we are back again, the finale, the the reckoning of our Bible memorization challenge. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I think we should just... It's a bumper cr- edition today. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's just crack right on into it, shall we? Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Well, Michael, I have a game for you. Are you ready? I am. I'm excited. Good stuff. I was going to call this. Let me tell you about the uh, the the, 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 the lineage of the game. The thought the thought process. That's much more appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) This is this is the thought process. I was going to do. Do you know Richard Osman? Yes, uh, from Point... Is it the, Pointless? The, uh, yeah, he's in Pointless, and he's kind of an all-round quiz guy. Uh-huh, Very yeah. smart, funny man. Very tall uh, man. Uh, yes, he is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was with some friends the other night, and we were playing a game he did on, on his Twitter page, mm-hmm. which I think is called the Crisps World Cup. <laughs> and he did this He did this a few years ago, and I think he runs it every four years. And basically, uh-huh. it's a sort of UK-based crisp competition where he arranges all of the famous crisps in the UK into heats. Right. And you vote on which one you think is best in a particular heat. So it might be heat one, knickknacks, v-skips, mm. and the public vote, and one goes through, you know, until, and yeah, you just sense. keep going until like you've a got a winner. Yeah, so I I was I thought how can I turn that into like a sort of semi Christian thing? Mm. And what I was gonna do was saints <laughs> pitting saints against each other, <laughs> and it was called Saint Showdown. Uh-huh. And but the more I got into it, the more I thought uh, I don't really know if it's a good thing to sort of like pit these people against each other for who's mm. like the most righteous. Right. And I, then <laughs> yeah. I then I felt I didn't really want to put you in the position of having to choose between people who'd been martyred for different things and decide which of them was cooler. 
I appreciate that. So I bailed on that idea. I bailed on that idea. So here's what we're doing instead. I'm going to read you a description of a selection of saints from uh-huh. across the ages. Um, and and this is for anyone who's not aware, these people are saints according to the Catholic Church. So I think generally people are sainted after they die. I think yeah, that's I think how so. it works. I think they have to perform and a usually, miracle after, or have a miracle credit to them after they're, they're dying, e- right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, so here are a selection of saints from across the ages. I'm going to read you a little description of them, mm-hmm. and I just want you to tell me what are they the patron saint of? It's multiple oh, choice. Okay, so they are all you real saints. You have to saints. guess. Exciting. They are all real saints, and they're the patron saint of, well, some of them, many things, but I'm yeah. going to do multiple choice, and I want you to, I want you to try and pick, okay? So right, here we nice. go. Okay. Catherine of Alexandria, born circa 287, long time ago. Mm-hmm. According to tradition, a Christian saint and virgin who was martyred in the early 4th century at the ha- hands of the emperor Maxentius. It said she was a princess and noted scholar who became a Christian around the age of 14, converted hundreds to Christianity, and was martyred at the age of 18. And Joan of Arc claimed that Catherine of Alexandria appeared to her and counseled her, Mm. apparently. So, interesting young woman. Mm -hmm. She is the patron saint of A, women who have been widowed, B, craftsmen who work with a wheel or c school teachers oh gosh (laughs) hmm i was going to if i had to guess because of the joan of arc connection i thought you might go with like warrior women or female Mm. soldiers um and therefore (laughs) and therefore my instinct is to go with women who have been widowed However, she died so young and was famously a virgin. I don't know about that. So instead, I'm going to go for the silliest one. No offense to anyone who, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And go with workers who work with a wheel. And I suspect you made this one up, but I want it to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michael, we're going to get a lot of angry emails from craftsmen who work with a wheel because you're absolutely right. Yay! It is craftsmen who work with a wheel. I was I was also shocked by that. I love it. But, it's so uh, specific. And I wish I'd thought about the fact that she uh, died very young and a virgin when I made up the women who've been widowed thing. Uh, you, I, I forgot about your uh, famous attention to detail. Um, Sorry. So... Uh, no, it's good. It's good, man. Well done. Good work. Thanks. Okay. Number two, Michael De Sanctis. Mm. Okay. What good I was going to do, man. if you remember, yeah, well, if you remember my the first idea for a game I had, I, I was going to get a St. Michael and a St. Kieran and ah, pit them against nice. each other. But, but you we'll couldn't find any St. Kierans because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there's just no, there's no, no holy people called Kieran. Couldn't find a single They're like, one. No, I can't saint this guy. Have you seen his name? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So Michael de Sanctis, born 1591, a Mm. Spanish saint, Michael de Sanctis led a life of prayer and mortification. He is said to have experienced ecstasies several times during consecration. Not totally sure what that means, but that's a brief description (laughs) of what Michael de Sanctis is known for. He is the patron saint of A, cancer patients, B, choral singers, C, baseball cards 
<laughs> oh man. Say mortif lived a life of mortification. Isn't that like yes. flagellation, like self uh like hitting yourself? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if it if it kind of if that's if it's as literal as that or if it's just a sort of like life of self denial. I don't yeah, know. Like denying, maybe it maybe yourself. it is like uh yeah, denying the flesh and all that. Mm, maybe mm. it is maybe he did whip himself with something. Who knows? I mean, uh, some some of these guys were into that was their part of their thing, wasn't it? I uh, if television's taught me anything, Kieran, <laughs> then I'd say yes. If the, if the Da Vinci Code, if the Da Vinci Code has taught us anything, it's that monks whip themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry. So there's baseball cards. There was um, choral, singers choral singers and cancer patients. Cancer patients. I'm going to go with cancer patients. This one would mm -hmm. make sense to be cancer patients, which is almost certainly why it's not that. Um, but if they, you know, cancer patients obviously are suffering physically. Um, and mm -hmm. if, if this guy's like into suffering physically or at least denying the physical desires, uh, then that's the link for me. Probably means it's not that, but I'm going with it. <laughs> well, Michael, you're two for two. Oh, well done. Yes, it on. was Cancer Patients, Michael De Sanctis, patron saint of Cancer Patients. There you go. I've, I couldn't find the patron saint of baseball cards, but they're <laughs> out there somewhere. Well, there's an opening, Kieran. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so finally, a saint, Kieran. Patron saint of start, baseball cards. <laughs> exactly. I just need to start arranging for a miracle to be attributed to me posthumously, and then I'm in. Absolutely. I'll um, do what I can. I also need to... I also need to become famous for a love of baseball cards, so that's, that might be the harder job. I don't know that you do. I mean, was St. Michael of Sanctus famous for having cancer? I mean, like it seems so, sometimes seems Fair somewhat point. arbitrary. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Uh, okay, number three, Claire of Assisi, born mm. 1194. One of the first followers of Francis of Assisi, she founded the Order of the Poor Ladies and wrote the first monastic guidelines known to have been written by a woman. So, cool. a pioneer in her field. Nice. She is the patron saint of A, the poor, hmm. B, Sao Paulo, Brazil, okay. or C, eye disease. <laughs> Just eye disease. It makes it sound like there's only one eye disease. Um... The great eye disease. <laughs> it's nasty. Uh, that terrible eye disease. Um, gosh. So, I mean, well, if I was going like straight up what makes sense, obviously there's an argument to say that the poor makes sense. Um, I don't know where a CC is. Gonna, gonna be, gonna come, gonna come clean with you there, Kieran. Don't have no idea. Well, me neither. Me um, neither. I would like to think it's kind of Mediterranean area. That would make sense, but mm. I'm gonna have to look that up when when uh, this game is done because obviously no phones during the games. But because I don't know where it is, and because that I know that some places have patron saints, so I'm gonna go with Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's gonna be my guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. The answer. Mm -hmm. is eye disease eye disease <laughs> is yeah. eye disease there you go talk about go. uh apparently arbitrary uh yeah you know assignment of patronage i don't i don't know what the link is there there's must maybe there's more to our story that we don't know i guess but it does seem yeah 
I mean, we don't know much about saints. I think it's fair to say. But True. <laughs> does it does it work that like for example, perhaps they go through like the whole gamma of, uh, of physical ailments and assign a saint so that you can ask that saint to pray on your behalf if you have that ailment. So maybe yeah, they just kind of like, like do a random number generator and just like, yep, yeah, eye disease. That's uh, this saint. And yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. And then I guess when if a new disease is discovered, they might need to like assign it to a different saint. Mm. 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 Yeah, could be. There you go. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> number four. I think we're on number four. We are, we are. Clelia Barbieri. For, sorry, Clelia, if I'm mangling your name. <laughs> Born eight, 1847. Uh-huh. She founded a group to minister to the poor and sick in her local area. Since her death, there have been various reports of people hearing her voice during scripture readings and songs. She is the patron saint of A, popes, B, people who are ridiculed for their piety, or C, scholars who translate scripture. Hmm, that's a difficult one. Popes, people who are ridiculed for their piety or translators of scripture, do you say? Yeah, uh, scholars who translate scripture, yeah. yeah. And I I will say, while you're thinking, uh, some of these saints' listeners have many, many things attributed to to Mm. them, as they are the patron saint of many things, but I've selected a few, or have I? (laughs) 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 That's for Michael to find out. Or have I just made them up? (laughs) Later uh, on, Kieran, for my my memory verse... There's a section in it about people who are being ridiculed for their righteousness. Or, um, oh, nice. So I'm going to guess that that's not it. Um, but man, you would, would you do two C's in a row? Mm. So my instinct was, uh, now I'm getting game theory, which my wife hates. Um, my instinct was people <laughs> who trans scholars who translate scripture. Um, but. I'm going to go, this is difficult, I'm going to go with B, uh, people who are ridiculed because of their piety. Okay, you're going with B. Michael, you are absolutely right, again. So you got, what, are we on three out of four? Three out of four. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I know my saints. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, clearly. Takes takes one to know one. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. um, well, there you go. I don't know what to say except uh, except God is obviously with me, Kieran. Therefore, I... <laughs> well, clearly, clearly, you might you might get a call from the Catholic Church after when they hear this. Yeah, uh, but not for any good yeah, reason. <laughs> for your for, for your for your miraculous knowledge of saints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Finally, finally, our last saint, William of Perth. Oh, we had to get we had to get a Scot in there. Very nice. We had to get a Scot in there. Born in the twelfth century, a baker by trade, he adopted an abandoned child he found on his way to mass one day. He later took a vow to visit the holy places, and while travelling, was robbed and killed by his adopted son. Oh wow! His remains are said to have cured a woman of mental illness. So that's his posthumous miracle. All right. 
Um, he is the patron saint of A, adopted children, mm-hmm. B, bakers, or C, muggers. <laughs> muggers. <laughs> Man, none of those are good. <laughs> so None of those are good? Well, if it's adopted children, that's a little bit insensitive. Let's be honest. The guy was murdered by his adopted child, so... I mean, muggers is feels... a little bit insensitive too. Yeah, and muggers is a little bit insensitive. And then bakers is just because he was a baker, and that just makes too much sense. Mm. So what do I think? I think that you are Kieran, and that he's actually all the patron saint of all three of those things. Adopted children, bakers, and muggers. <laughs> That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, you're going with all three. I'm <laughs> going with all three. Okay. Does that mean I okay. can't be wrong? Uh, and le- if it's if it's any one of them and not all three, <laughs> then I'm wrong. But I'm going with all three. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay, right, right. I'm with you. Well, the answer is adopted children. It ah. is actually adopted children. Yeah. Well, that's just very so. insensitive. I mean, I'm shocked. Mm, well... Well, maybe maybe not as insensitive as C, which I made up. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, I, that, when you said that, I thought maybe it's not going to be all three in this case, but I still wanted to mm, go for it, mm. you know. I wanted to okay, go for the gamble. Okay. Yeah, well, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, Michael, you, what what was that, three out of five? Three out of five. Four out bad. of five? Three, three. Three out of five, good man, good man. <laughs> Okay, Kieran, I have sent you eight, count them, eight audio files. Have you got them? I've got them right here. Yes, I do. So, as you know, I am uh, still new to the kind of audio editing thing. So I thought it might be fun to manipulate some sound effects. So I have some sound effects that I've sent to you, uh, manipulated Mm -hmm. some way uh, with the audio. So the audio has been changed, it's been put through filters, it's been all kinds of things. Um, Okay. And one thing I have to say is that these sound effects were provided by Zapsplat.com. That's Zapsplat.com for all your audio needs. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice Their free licensing uh, only only, uh, accounts if you actually credit them as the source of your audio. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's them otherwise credit. they come and take it back exactly they come and get you they find you so basically the first track the, the setup track is the changed track and you just got to guess what the sound effect is of and if you have no idea I have a clue which is I'll tell you what I did to make the audio sound different which might help you to reverse the process in your mind okay okay so yeah, cool. they're quite short, so you might need to play them a couple of times. But uh, yeah, yeah, whenever you're ready, play track one, and then uh, let me know what you think it is. Okay, so I'm going to play the first one. Here we go. <laughs> hmm, interesting. What a beautiful noise. I, yeah, well, absolutely. I am going to play that again. <sighs> Now, if you'd like a clue, I can what? tell you what I did to the sound to make it sound like that. Can I guess what you did to the sound? You can if you like, if you really want to go crazy, yeah. Did you lower the pitch? I didn't lower any of the pitch, but I did okay. take out the highs and mids t- and up the low end in the EQ. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I think you're I think you're rattling a jar of something okay. or some a container of something. Maybe change. I don't yeah. know. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Why don't you listen to the uh reveal track and see if you can see hear what it is. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that is. <laughs> which I thought probably might means be it has something to do. Which probably means it has something to do with cleaning. Let me play it one more time. Any ideas? Uh, <laughs> are you scrunching a bag? Is that what no, that is? It's, a, it's an aerosol spray can. No way. Mm, okay. Way, way. In- interesting. So <laughs> this is the quiz that I is, need to uh, pay more attention <laughs> to the world around me. This might be the new most difficult quiz. If, if you can't get them before <laughs> I do weird EQ stuff to them, <laughs> then we might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see if the second one's any easier. Okay, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds fantastic. <laughs> That's interesting. There's it might be an artifact of the like whatever process you've done to mm. this audio. But there's a little sort of crunch at the end. Yeah, so the kind of pitch shift is a rolling mm. filter that I put over it. Right. Other than that. Hmm. Any thoughts? <laughs> Listeners, if you get any of these right, you have to send us an email in and let us know because this might be the most yeah. difficult quiz. Tweet, tweet me now, listeners. Well, you're not <laughs> going to be able to because we uh, don't we don't broadcast live. No. Uh, I what my my I'm going to go with my initial reaction, which was it's that sound when you've been like drinking from a some kind of bottle. Mm. And you let go, and there is a release of air. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what. Uh, that's where my mind went first. But then there's a crunchy bit in it, so mm, I, I think it's mm. maybe not that. But I'm going to say that anyway. I think that's a strong guess. Um, okay, and definitely adjacent. Why don't you play the uh, the real the real thing? Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, any ideas what it really is? <laughs> color me perplexed. Let me play that again. It's quite a short noise. That's that's very familiar. Mm. You might do this if you were having a birthday party, Kieran. Or any stand kind on of, a bag of Doritos. Or any kind of party before the party starts. And blow up a balloon. It is blowing up a balloon. Ah. Yes, well done. Well, I, I got the breath bit. Yeah, exactly. You got the air so escaping. I'm thing, pleased so. about that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely uh-huh. in the, in this most difficult quiz, that definitely counts as a point. <laughs> I think uh, so. Well done. I'm going to give you give you nice. that one. Well, um, that what, what's my grand total then? <laughs> one out of two so far. So that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Okay, nice. we've only got two more. Uh, so why don't you play number three and see how you're going? Okay, here goes number three. These are maddeningly familiar, <laughs> but I, again, really not sure what that is. I'm going to play it again. 
So this has had a helium vocal preset added to it. So it's almost like this inanimate object has inhaled helium and it's changed it to sound a little bit like that. So mm, that helps okay, you. One, one more time. It's something kind of springy or mm. bouncy, I think, mm -hmm. with, some, with, with a mechanism like that. I want to say it's like an airbed foot pump or something, mm -hmm. or, yeah. a, or a, like a ball pump. Yeah, that makes sense. So, some, some kind of pump. Something being depressed and then springing back. Exactly, mm. yeah. 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 I'm going to go for like a, a, a ball pump or similar. Okay. I think you're definitely in the right ballpark for sure, that it's something being mm. pushed down and then springing back up again. Why don't you play the reveal? Stapler. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it not a stapler? <laughs> no. You're too, maybe a you're too young for this sound effect. A camera? A typewriter? It is a typewriter, yes. Uh, well hmm. Fascinating. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing there's only four, and this is the final one, yeah. Kieran. <laughs> it's good to feel de-skilled at times. It's important to be out of your comfort zone absolutely um, it's the place where real creativity happens <laughs> yeah if only i had been out of my comfort zone when i made this quiz then i might have had something more creative <laughs> okay number four Have you bit crushed that? I have bit crushed that way. Ah. Kieran knows his presets. Yes, that's been bit crushed. <laughs> uh, so for those listening who don't know what bit crush is, it, it makes it sound a little bit like a kind of lo-fi video game sound, um, mm -hmm. like almost like a pixelated noise. So if you if you reverse that, what do you think it, it might be? I'm going to play a little bit more of it. You know when people die in video games <laughs> and they go, ah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's probably not what the answer is. <laughs> but that's what I think of when I hear that. Um, well, there's absolutely or, no doubt in my mind that you're more familiar with the sound of people dying in video games than you are with this. Well, that leads me to my, my, my other guess. Uh -huh. Which is that it's a Hoover. <laughs> Why don't you play the reveal, Kieran? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, am I right? Is that a Hoover? I, I wouldn't know. No, exactly. Yes, that is a Hoover. Well done. Or a vacuum cleaner, if it's not made by mm. Hoover. Mm. Cool. That sounds like a like a, a, a more petite one. Mm. Is well. it? I don't know because I got all of these sounds from zapsplat.com. Oh, of course. Of course, um, yeah. 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 So there you go, Kieran. Not um you know, I was thinking <laughs> when I was making this game, I was like, maybe I should just choose some slightly more difficult sounds and just play the sounds without uh, you know, the processing. Um, but I was like, no, that'll be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know for next time. <laughs> and what what I what I'd like you to do next time is have the audio. And then cut in you saying what the thing is. <laughs> yeah. That, well, Keys, that jingling. <laughs> yeah. Keys jingling. Keys <laughs> jingling. 
keys jingling. Kieran, don't. And then sell maybe I'll get short. it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kieran, discussion time. And let's get real for a minute because I've been I have been very convicted by something I watched this week. Um so let me give you a little bit of context first. Our good friend Shannon, who you know very well, is my my wife's best uh woman, best woman, maid of honor, um, at our yeah. wedding. <laughs> um sent us a recommendation of a movie to watch on Netflix. And I don't know if you've seen this one, Kieran. It is called uh, American Gospel, Christ Alone. Heard of it, yeah. Heard of it, yeah. So it's kind of a documentary slash expose on um, on prosperity gospel preachers in America and how the prosperity gospel is being kind of proliferated around the world from America. Um, and it's extremely powerful. And I really recommend it to everybody listening and to you, Kieran, as well. Um, and a mm. big thank you to Shannon for recommending it. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy is the wrong word. It made me very angry. I shouted at the TV. I um, I went through the whole gamut of emotions from very, mm. very sad to, you know, anger, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but one thing it brought up was something around, uh, we've been discussing a lot around worship and we've used a lot of worship music um, in our shows, through quizzes and other stuff. And I didn't realize that Bethel Church is a prosperity gospel church. I didn't realize okay. that Bill Johnson is basically, who's the leader of Bethel Church, um, is kind of has a heretical doctrine of the gospel um, mm. that he doesn't believe Jesus was fully God and that he has that kind of, uh, it's called kenotic theory, where they believe that Jesus emptied himself of his godhood um, and became fully man. Um, and also the kind of, there's like this mysticism and other stuff that they believe that we can basically be equal with God. And uh, the documentary mm. goes into it in detail and it's really worth seeing. But I felt super convicted um, about the fact that I listened to Bethel music and also Jesus Culture, who came out of Bethel. And those songs have been sung in our church. And just, yeah. I think I felt really convicted that, and for two things. Number one, that I didn't do my due diligence for these churches um, that are just putting out great music. And maybe the song itself doesn't have theology in it that is, is questionable, but the church itself does. And obviously the music props up the church and helps that gospel to proliferate around the world. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess my question is, <laughs> number one, did you know? And also, did you know that Hillsong is increasingly, obviously Hillsong's always been a controversial church. Their financial practices have often been in the news. Other things have often been in the yeah. news around them. But also increasingly their theology is is moving towards or has already become um, prosperity theology. Um, so did you know, and where's the line last week or a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about, can we listen to non-Christian music that has, you know, profanity in it? And now I'm thinking, well, mm. 
how much more serious is Christian music, which is promoting either through bad theology within the music, which is less common, or just drawing money towards churches which have wrong theology. Much more dangerous in my mind than just uh, some swear words in songs. So did you know and where's the line? And also, how do we do our due diligence when there's so many bands out there? Yeah, all really good and really important questions, I think, Michael. Um, to start with the first one, I did you say it's called uh, kenotic? Yes. Gospel. Well, kenotic theory, Be- Bethel, yeah. Kenotic theory that Bethel Church espouse. Okay. Mm. I've, I've heard of that. I was not aware that that was the position of their lead pastor. Mm. But I'd already heard enough stuff about... Uh, other things about Bethel's teaching that concerned me, mm. mostly that they were kind of you know prosperity or prosperity adjacent. Yeah, and I also I don't I don't know whether you, um, the the name of the YouTube channel escapes me, but there's a good YouTube channel where they interview all sorts of people. It's a mm. Christian channel, mm. and one of the interviews they did was with a woman who left Bethel Church. She was in their like leadership training academy, right. which basically is their sort of ministry. You know, it's where I think people come through that in order to join their band, I think, and that mm. sort of thing, or get involved in other aspects of church life. Um, and she she left that because she um, kind of came to a realization that I think the majority of people around her didn't know the gospel as mm. far as she could tell. Yeah. And in trying to share it with people and in tr- trying to point this out to people, she was basically kind of ostracized, I think. Mm. And she ended up leaving. So, um, yeah, very, uh, very interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll edit in later what the name of the channel is and the name of the, the name of the interview. <laughs> um, but it's, it, re- yeah, really interesting. So I was aware of some of that with Bethel. Um, I'm not a big as I as as came up in a previous podcast. <laughs> I'm not a massive Bethel head anyway in terms no. of their music. So I do listen to a little bit, but. I, what I knew about Bethel, I, I, I guess my, I guess my, and, and this is challenging me, Michael, because I think my approach probably thus far has been, okay, you know, a church might have some dodgy theology that I don't agree with, but in terms of their music, if the music doesn't appear to have anything that is sort of openly heretical, hmm. then I think my attitude, if I'm honest, has been to to listen to it. Yeah. Um, and to sort of say, well, we'll take take the good and leave the bad. Mm. Um, but you do raise an important question in terms of, you know, ev- all all the streams of these albums are contributing in some way to the profits of this church, which means that uh, that then gives them a bigger platform to yeah. share a message that, you know, it sounds like in this case is, is not the real gospel. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I, I like you. I'd heard some similar things about Hillsong, maybe not to the same extent, but I was certainly aware because I've listened to a few Brian Houston sermons over the years that they are also very kind of um, prosperity gospel oriented and perhaps um, word of faith. I want to say yeah, I don't yeah, fully understand what that term means, but of my understanding of it is it's kind of our words shape reality. That if you say yeah. something with enough faith, it yes. will happen. Yeah. Which is not something I believe, no. and is not something that is biblical, uh, from from my understanding of scripture. No, and I would um, just say quickly that the 
the American Gospel documentary on Netflix uh, does a really good job of explaining where that comes from and where all the doctrine came from and the kind of history of the word of faith movement and the prosperity movement. Right. It's really worth watching. And they're, they are quite closely tied together. Is that right? Because yes. that's been my sort of intuition about those Yeah, very much things. so. It certainly seems that way. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I, you know, I've I've been aware of some of that, but as I say, you, your question is challenging because, uh, yeah, do we continue to listen to that stuff, knowing that uh, it's propping up a a church that is telling people things that aren't true? Mm. Um, I feel yeah. very strongly about it now. <laughs> like, okay, I just I feel so embarrassed. I I feel so embarrassed that I just didn't do my due diligence and that you know my listening to the music you know it'd be one thing if i think it's significantly worse than than just listening to music which is like about the world because it's it's close enough to christ that it leads people away from christianity and leads people away from salvation Mm. like it's it's actually evil in my mind now like to have those kind of theologies. And I agree with you, the songs aren't. And you could say, well, I'll take the songs, but I, I just don't want to do anything now, which is um, which is in any way contributing to the furtherance of a false gospel. Uh, I just mm. can't, like that just can't, I just can't do that. So all the songs have been deleted and I won't be listening to them anymore. Um, and what I will be doing though is going deeper and educating myself more on them and on more bands because what i don't just want to do is like oh there's a sniff of prosperity gospel they're dead to me i want to do my due due diligence and make sure that i'm not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. but at the same time until i have greater clarity i i'm just not going to be uh supporting bands from churches which have bad doctrine or heretical doctrine because uh, there's too much at stake. There's just too much at stake for that, no matter how pretty the songs are. So, mm. Mm. I think that's wise, and and I think um, something it sort of brings to mind for me is, I suppose it, it's sort of it's sort of another question, and maybe we don't have time to go into this, but it is it is it an issue that the fact that we can listen to these artists over sometimes over many years and not really have any idea of the beliefs that are behind the music in this case. I, I take what you're saying about we have a personal responsibility to do our research, absolutely. Mm. Uh, I think that that is always true, and I think it always comes down to that ultimately. Um, but is there an issue here about church culture and sort of the worship industry? Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to uh, our associate pastor, Mark, Um He's a great guy and really godly guy. And he was saying that he knows that a lot of people struggled from the outset by the commercialization of the Christian music industry because it is the joining together of commercial and like, you know, kind of worldly culture and pursuit of wealth with spiritual culture. And um, that he had spoken to various people who were quite famous worship leaders in the UK, which I wouldn't name drop because I'm not sure he'd want me to do that. And said who said that they really struggled with that with the with the tension between those two things yeah so yeah yeah, i think you're saying is it always going to be this way when we commercialize something which is a spiritual experience um and Mm -hmm. sell it Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. And, and it's that commodification, I think, is what I was trying to get at before. Just the, the fact that it becomes sort of uh, like a sort of amalgam of there's just a sort of we, we get the surface. We get the surface and the sort of the songs are nice. The melodies are pretty. The words are inoffensive, mm. if not you know, very specific about particular, you know, uh, aspects of God's character or parts of scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very easy to just listen to that and and never go deeper. Um, and, and, and I, I think, I think we, as I said before, and as you've said, we do have a responsibility to dig deeper, but I think, I feel that the industry, uh, is at fault too. Mm, definitely but but maybe maybe it's just our responsibility to be wise to that because anything that exists in the world as a money-making structure if it also exists to glorify god then that's always going to be a tension inherent in that structure isn't it yeah absolutely Um, and so big mega churches are going to continue to churn out multiple albums a year um because that's their thing and it's a big part of their income and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's also inevitably going to mean that not everything on those albums is top notch <laughs> yeah. in terms of its artistry or its, its lyrical depth, you yeah. know? Um, and that's a separate issue to some degree to yeah. the, to the theology things. If there's, you know, if the core is rotten, then it doesn't matter how, how much effort goes into the music in one sense. And it's not that, yeah like we discussed there is christian music out there by these bands who are associated with large churches with questionable theology or straight up heretical theology and those individual songs don't seem to have on the surface or uh, as our interpretation um, allows to have wrong theology in them and i would say Mm. that there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with those songs except that because of the commercialization of the Christian music industry, they are contributing to that church's finances and therefore in turn contributing to the furtherance of a gospel, which is leading people away from salvation through Christ yeah. alone. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sobering reflection, man. And yeah. uh, I, I th- I'm sure that there are others who will be uh, as challenged, feel as challenged as I feel. Uh, in terms of what I'm willing to give my time to, it would be very interesting uh, if anyone who's listening feels moved to write in about this. If if you have any reflections on this, or maybe this is something you've already thought about, then yeah, absolutely. it would be great to hear more on, on this question. Yeah, so step one, listeners, is go to Netflix or however you can find uh, American Gospel in Christ Alone or Christ Alone. Watch the documentary. Mm. It's not short. And for the first half hour, you might think, yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this. But it gets good. It gets into some really good nitty gritty stuff. And it's important to to hear it. Even the stuff you know, it's important to hear again. And then open your laptop or your phone. Open your email. Hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. Let us know your thoughts about, um, especially where the rubber hits the road in terms of listening to the music from these churches. Um um, and, and you know, where we should stand on that. We'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And um, hopefully this is a topic we will therefore revisit because um, this is certainly going to uh, give me pause for thought on, on what I listen to. Uh, and perhaps it's time to reevaluate that. 
Okay, Kieran, a couple of weeks ago, we challenged ourselves to memorize some scripture. We did. And uh, I said that it had to be something you haven't memorized before and was a minimum of five verses. Um, hmm. So, how did you get on? Well, I, I think I've got it down. I'm nervous, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm nervous, uh, too. Yeah. I, uh, who's going first? Well. <laughs> Who would you like to go first? <laughs> so, Kieran was off last week doing very busy things, and mm. I had actually memorized my bit of scripture up to a certain point. Um, Mm. and I I felt like it was fairly solid and then since then I tried to add a few more verses because I just like to memorize verses and now I think I've made it worse so I'm quite nervous I I had it quite solid and now I think I've lost it Um, but I think Mm. that because I've had one crack at this um, then I think you should go first Kieran I think it's only fair okay yeah so we are closing our eyes, listeners. We don't have blindfolds handy, but Michael's, we're, we're on Zoom, so Michael can vouch that my eyes are shut while I do this. Absolutely. So, Michael, I went with Psalm 23. Oh, nice. The, Lo- nice. the Lord is my shepherd, which initially I worried I was cheating a little bit just because it's so famous. But once I got in there, I realized I don't know it anywhere near as well <laughs> as I thought I did. <laughs> nice. And I think the prob- one of the things about that, Sam, and it is only six verses, so mm-hmm. it meets the criteria, but it's not long at all to do the whole thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about Psalm 23, I think, is that it's so known in, at least in Christian popular culture, there mm. are many songs, many references to it everywhere. I think you can end up thinking that you know it when you actually don't know it super well. Yeah, definitely. At least that's what I've discovered. And you can so, conf- you can uh, conflate different translations as well, can't you? Because you hear exactly, all the different translations. Exactly. Yeah, so what I'm going to try and do is the NIV. Sweet. Uh, the current NIV translation. Nice. I've got it in front of me. I so don't I even know if there are. Mu- Good. I don't <laughs> even know if there are. <laughs> I don't know if there are multiple NIV versions, but it's the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the NIV. So Great. All right. Here well, we go. Close your eyes All and take it away. Yeah. Six verses of Psalm 23. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm closing my eyes. They are closed. I can vouch for that. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk, though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely... Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, was that right? It was right. Well uh, done. There's a, there's a couple, as you could probably tell, there's a couple of lines where I was a bit nervous. Absolutely. Uh, the, I, it's quite a handy, it's quite a nice psalm to break down because it's got like a, your Lord is my shepherd intro line, and then you've got four he statements. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he makes me, he leads me, he and so on. 
That's and cool, so it's man. quite an, it was quite an easy Sam to break up into sort of like flashcard style nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what cool. I did. Well, don't tell us too much about your technique yet. Let's see if I can do mine and then <laughs> okay. we can discuss our process. Okay. Right, right. Right, nice. So I tried to memorize Matthew 5. I've wanted for a long time to memorize the Sermon on the Mount. So I started to do that. And I felt mm-hmm. like I had the first part fairly good up to verse 10. And then I tried to add the next two verses and the section after that. The section after that's really rough. I need to keep working on that. But I feel like maybe I've knocked it a little bit out of my brain. So that's what I'm trying to do. So it's Matthew 5, okay. 1 to 12, maybe with a few words here or there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nice. Well, that's good, man. That's a good a good chunk. So in your own time. Okay, my eyes it. are closed. Can you uh, attest? They are, listeners. His eyes are closed. Okay. So Matthew 5, 1 to 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and say and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who came before you the end yeah man good maybe yeah 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 (laughs) brilliant Hey, good work. Good work. Okay. Yeah. Be, be, be honest. Which words did I get wrong? <laughs> uh, well, it was, it was very, it's very minor. You, you added one in verse 11. Uh, uh-huh. I think you said, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things. And there is no things in evil, there. It's just yeah, all kinds right. of evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and on the last verse there in 12, it's the prophets who were before you, were not who before came you. before you. Yeah. So very minor, very that, minor. That felt and you, wrong and you, as I said it, but I just okay, couldn't quite okay. find it. But yeah. And hey, that's double the length of mine. So well done. Thank you. I feel, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, I feel like mine's a little bit more formulaic, like blessed are those who, so it's a mm. wee bit easier to memorize a larger mm. part. Mm. But yeah, it's good. Okay. So how good did you job. find, how did you find the challenge? Yeah, man. Well, I, I, I found it uh, great, like mm. really refreshing and nice to do because, uh, yeah, uh i don't i wouldn't care to admit how long it's been since <laughs> i made a serious attempt to memorize some scripture yeah. um it's been too long and you know uh it's a really wonderful thing to do and there's something mm. about it that is, is just very powerful yeah um, definitely and i was remind i was reminded of that doing doing this okay yes it's you know whether you're actively sort of 
rote memorizing scripture or not mm. it's mm. good to be in god's word regularly of course but there's something about the internalize the way that you internalize it when you memorize it that's really yes. beautiful and really powerful and and many of the most powerful times where god's spoken to me in my life were him bringing a scripture to mind at the right time yeah yeah you know yeah definitely, definitely. um so yeah it's a wonderful thing i i think in terms of like technique mine was mine is handy in that it's already a poem it's mm. all, or a song it already has a structure uh you know where verses begin with well in a way a bit like the beatitudes verses that begin with the same word or you know because at the start of the lord is my shepherd you've got the he he makes me lie down he mm. leads me yeah he that's right refreshes my soul he guides me along the paths and you know so that the out of the gate you've got this sort of rhythm to it uh which is helpful in learning it yeah that's cool yeah definitely i think for me i've mentioned to you before kieran one of the things that really helps me with memorizing scripture is performing it especially now that i'm trying to memorize jesus words like actually visualizing him saying them mm. almost trying to give it a, narr a narrator's type uh, tone like I'm saying it and performing mm. it um, really helps. Mm. Although I think today, you know, reciting it for you today, it was actually, it felt the least strong in my mind that it's felt in a while. And I think that's also okay. an important thing to remember when you're memorizing scripture is that like some days it just is all there and some days it's it's much harder. Um, and that's yeah. the, the value of continuing to do it. But I agree with you. Um, I've been making a serious effort to memorize scripture for about four and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been such a blessing to me just to have scripture in my heart that I can meditate on. I remember when I was in university doing circus acrobatics as a degree. Yes, that really happened. Um, before <laughs> I would go on stage, I would be very nervous uh, to perform, especially when I was just performing on my own. And, um, mm -hmm just being able to meditate on the scriptures without having to like walk around with the Bible or, you know, it's not necessarily always practical, but just to be able to be meditating and repeating them and using them to, to focus on God and to focus on what's important really, really mm. blessed me. And uh, it continues to do so. So it's a, uh, it's worthwhile, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Well, thanks for doing that. Um, I think we're going to wait another week at least before we set ourselves another challenge uh, because these <laughs> these require quite a bit of homework, don't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but I appreciate you doing that, man. It's really, really great. Likewise, my friend. Holy, here we go again, Batman. Well, Kieran, I hear that you could email us at hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk if you wanted to share something with the show or get in touch. Is that right? That is right, Michael. You could email us at hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. <laughs> and you know, some people have. Would you what? like to hear uh, an email? <laughs> Shocking, I, I know. I'd love to hear an email. Well, this email comes from your mum. <laughs> which is lovely is and realizing reading it reading it like that it does sound like a joke but yeah. i'm actually serious oh really Th this this e this email comes from your mum, and she says i have become an avid listener to holy half hour with a little help from my husband peter and alexa <laughs> uh, oh you gotta be careful you had saying a sister that called alexa <laughs> 
Uh, Sorry. You're funny. I said you got to be careful saying that <laughs> word, and uh, it'll set off everyone's that words. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, sorry, everyone. Um, really enjoying the content and the way Michael and Kieran interact. Keep up the good work, Brenda. Oh, well, that's P.S. P.S. I was very surprised when the neighbors brought Michael back from Sunday school. <laughs> and there's a wee smile there. But it certainly started a journey. It certainly did. So certainly that's did. lovely. That is lovely. Thank you, Brenda, for, for writing in. We're very touched uh, that you that you got in touch. Yeah, and that you listen. That's uh, very nice, Mum. Thank you so yeah. much. And actually, Absolutely. it is, as we record this episode, it is just two days since my mother's birthday. So, happy birthday, Mum. Uh, uh, I hope you had a lovely day. Happy birthday, Michael's Mum. Whee. Oh, well, that's 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 made my day, knowing that she listens. And also, I'm going to have to be much <laughs> more careful of the stuff I say now on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kieran. It's been a real blast today. Thanks so much for your excellent games and your scripture memorization and our good discussion. Likewise, Michael, thank you. It's been a bumper edition. Absolutely. It's been absolutely packed. <laughs> well, like we said, you can get in touch with us and we would love to hear from you. Um, but if you would like to help us out here at Holy Half Hour, Kieran, how could they do that? Well, the the biggest thing you can do, folks, and uh, stop me, regular listeners, if you've heard this before, but we would love it if you would share this podcast with somebody. The way that these things grow, we think, is, is organically. So if if you know someone who would love this show, the best way, the best chance that they will listen to it is if you, their bestest bud, recommends <laughs> it to them. Uh, so if you fancy doing that we would super appreciate it the other thing you can do is review us uh, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, if you fancy leaving a review there that really helps us out and has potential for us to be seen by more people because you can even get featured and that sort of thing So, yeah. which would be awesome so if you're up for doing that we would be very grateful yes thank you so much everyone who's done that so far and thank you everyone who will do it uh, after hearing that beautiful message. Well, Kieran, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. I'm lo already looking forward to recording our next episode. Me too. You know, Michael, I could just do it right now. <laughs> well, maybe we should. <laughs> well, until then, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.